1: Today we're talking about someone who was the archetype of a femme fatale. She employed her sexuality as a means to support herself and get what she wanted. Her name is synonymous with seduction, mystique, and deception. Let's talk about Mata Hari. Mata Hari was born Margareta Gertrude Zelle on August 7, 1876 in Leyvaarden, Netherlands. She was the eldest child and only daughter of Adam and Anchezela. Her father, Adam, ran a hat shop, but the majority of his wealth came from successful investments in the oil industry. Due to this stream of income, Margareta and her three younger brothers enjoyed a comfortable childhood. Unfortunately, in 1889, the investments went south and Adam went bankrupt. Financial struggles and Margareta's mother's illness put a strain on her parents' marriage, and they ultimately divorced. Two years later, Margareta's mother died. At 15 years old, Margareta was separated from her father and brothers and sent to live with her godfather. While living with her relatives, Margareta attended a teacher training college in South Holland, but her enrollment was brief due to an affair she was rumored to be having with the headmaster she was immediately expelled. With little guidance in her life, Margareta fell back on her father's advice of being theatrical and bold in order to be successful. She decided that her exotic appearance and her sexuality would be her superpowers. So in 1894, Margareta sent an alluring photo of herself to the military captain, Rudolph MacLeod, who'd posted a newspaper ad looking for a wife. Six days after meeting, the two married on July 11, 1895, when Margareta was 18 and Rudolf was 39. The couple relocated to Rudolf's military post on the Indonesian island of Java. The marriage was dysfunctional from the start. She was more interested in partaking in gossip and shopping, and his heavy drinking often resulted in infidelity and physically abusive fits of rage. Despite this friction, the couple had a son and a daughter in 1897 and 1898. In an effort to escape her husband's abuse, Margareta immersed herself in Indonesian life. She joined a local dance company and studied the culture. It was during this time that she adopted her stage name, Madahari, which means Eye of the Day in Indonesian dialect. Tragedy struck in 1899 when their two-year-old son died. The cause of his death is uncertain, as some say he died from complications related to treatment for syphilis, while the family believed he was poisoned by one of the nannies. The death of their son marked the end of their marriage. Matahari and Rudolf returned to Europe in 1902 and divorced shortly thereafter. Although Matahari won custody of their daughter, she had no money and was forced to leave her daughter in the care of her ex-husband. Left to her own devices, Madahari moved to Paris to reinvent herself. She tried her luck as a circus horseback rider and a model for artists, before landing as an exotic dancer. With her dark hair and olive skin, she claimed to be of Javanese descent. Her dances were slow and sensual, and involved leisurely removing the draping veils and jewels she was adorned with, until she was almost completely bare except for her breasts. Mata Hari described her performances as temple dances inspired by cultural and religious attributes of the Indies. Her entry into the Paris salon scene could not have been better timed. The early 1900s were part of the Belle Epoque in France. This era was characterized by optimism, scientific and cultural innovations, peace and economic prosperity. Patrons could convince themselves they were participating in an educational experience. Instead of indulging in what was really a striptease, Matahari dominated the Paris performance scene before taking her talents to other cosmopolitan cities throughout Europe. After about a decade, many younger, more nimble copycat dancers began taking Matahari's bookings, eventually leaving her out of work. With the knowledge that sex sells, Matahari found financial success in seducing wealthy government officials, aristocrats, and military men. She took full advantage of Holland's neutrality during World War I and traveled across the continent taking up with various men of different origins and ranks. Her movements and bedfellows caused the British and French intelligence units to put her on their surveillance radar. In 1916, Mata Hari fell in love with a young Russian pilot, Captain Vadim Maslov. Soon after they met, Maslov was greatly injured during a mission. On her way to the hospital, Matahari was stopped by French soldiers, including Captain George Ledoux, who said she could only see Maslov if she agreed to use her seduction practices to extract high-level German military secrets. Matahari accepted and cozied up to German military attache Major Arnold Kahl. She fed him frivolous bits of French gossip in the hopes of reciprocation of more valuable information. Instead, Major Call sent radio messages naming Matahari as a German spy in a code that the French had already cracked. The French intercepted this message and arrested Matahari for espionage upon her return to Paris on February 13, 1917. She was thrown into a rat-infested cell, where she spent five months suffering from malnourishment and isolation. Despite there being no concrete evidence... Matahari was put on trial for being a German spy and blamed for the death of 50,000 French soldiers. At the time of her prosecution, the French army was suffering major military losses and steadily losing ground to the Germans. Matahari was an easy scapegoat for these losses. Captain George Ledoux even tampered with evidence to ensure a guilty verdict. During the interrogation, Mata Hari's two major admissions included trading money for sexual favors with a German officer and accepting 20,000 francs from a German diplomat to gather information while on her trips to France. But she insisted that she never fulfilled her end of the deal and only accepted the money as reimbursement for luggage and furs that had gone missing when she'd been harassed by German soldiers on a train. Mata Hari maintained her innocence and proclaimed, A courtesan, I admit... A spy, never. It only took the tribunal 45 minutes to deliberate and declare Matahari's guilty verdict on July 25, 1917. Three months later, on October 15, 1917, Matahari was executed by firing squad. Legend says that upon her arrival at the execution site, Matahari walked to the designated spot declined the blindfold, and turned around and blew the soldiers a kiss before being shot multiple times. Despite the uncertainty surrounding Mata Hari's actual involvement in trading war secrets, she's portrayed as the quintessential female spy. Over time, she's become a symbol of female empowerment and agency. All month, we're talking about spies. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women.